Welcome back to the What's Your More podcast. I'm your host, Quentin Harris, and back for episode 89. Pretty stoked about this one. You know, we talk about... economic policy and how it affects, you know, everybody's pocketbook and how it impacts, you know, our households and us as individuals. And, you know, today I decided to to really kind of take it at a different angle. Obviously, we could talk about, you know, the PCE index that came out. We're going to do that in another episode uh, in the next couple of days. But I kind of wanted to tackle inflation on the home front. And, you know, as a parent, you know, I was sitting around the table talking to some other parents at a uh, at a varsity football game the other day. And uh, the topic of conversation was like food costs. And we were all going like, oh my God, like what is going on with the food costs? And obviously, you know, that's like a, a whole loaded question. If you may, you could get down the, the path of, of inflation and really breaking down from an economic scale. But the reality is, you know, prices of food have been increasing at rapid rates a little bit before COVID, or excuse me, before COVID, but definitely during COVID. And then the inflationary measures have also added to it as well. And some of the topics of these conversations were foods that are uh, fast food and the delivery charges that go along with it. And so what I decided to do was to uh, do an episode on this today and break down some things and give you some real life examples. Uh, honestly, before I even came into the podcast today, uh, I went into uh, multiple locations of McDonald's and Chick-fil-A for a little bit of research to bring to the podcast live action today. So I've got some receipts. I've got some things that I kind of wanted to show and talk about that I think are just, they're eye opening to me. Um, and I think it's, uh, it all stems from, you know, a Thursday night situation in the Harris household. You know, we're leaving a uh, we're leaving a late night uh, football game, high school football game. And uh, let me preface with this is 100 percent bad planning on our part This is 100 percent our fault. But we're leaving a football game and it's close to nine o'clock. And, uh, you know, around in our city, everything tends to shut down around nine o'clock unless you go to a bar for bar food. Uh, not an ideal place to, to take a 15 year old uh, at night, if you may, especially on a school night. So uh, my wife and I are thinking, you know, it's 854. We're leaving the game. How on earth? Uh, are we going to get back to, you know, where we live? It's a 40 minute drive from this uh, away game back. So we said, hey, listen, let's just door dash some food to our house and it'll be there when we get there. So immediately, you know, we're a Chick-fil-A family. And so we, we turned around and said, let's get some Chick-fil-A. We ordered it. Now, mind you, we ordered this at nine o'clock from a location that was delivered probably no less than three miles from our house. Um, and the price during this time in which we ordered for uh, my son, my wife, and my daughter and I was so alarming that I thought to myself, how can families afford this? Like, how is this even affordable? This doesn't even make sense. And I'm so embarrassed what the price was of that menu ticket item that uh, I'm not even going to mention it here on the show here, but I'm going to give you some other items to kind of see exactly what I'm talking about. And that led to that kind conversation that I was speaking about earlier, sitting around with some parents at a varsity game discussing the cost of food. So what I wanted to get into was this. I want to talk about the two major fast food restaurants, Chick-fil-A and McDonald's. And I wanted to kind of understand, you know, why are the prices of the food different between DoorDash and the restaurant? And then why is it different from when you go to place the order to when you complete the order versus just going in and getting it, right? That was the biggest thing there. And I had my assumptions that it felt like there was a 60% markup in this. Um, and I, I kind of just wanted to prove it or go out on a mission to find out what it is. But let me start with, for me, I went to a DoorDash's website and started there. What was interesting about that is they have an entire engineering analytics division that measures, you know, basically what are the peak ordering hours? What are the peak uh, traffic hours? And they know exactly where to place their drivers. And they do a really good job of keeping their drivers informed of what's going on and giving them their own analytics and their dashboard. 
but openly admitted, uh, you know, DoorDash has surcharges in there, and they, and they know what those surcharges are based on uh, those times of peak orders. They also know when other locations are closed or shutting down. Um, they have all of this position. They have an entire team that's dedicated toward that, and they have a whole DoorDash university, uh, engineering university. It's pretty smart what they've done here. It does a lot of other things. This is just the one section that I, I delved into there. But DoorDash has two types of models. And I want to share these models because I think it's important because it showed me the difference between one restaurant versus the other and the ordering involved with each restaurant. And so DoorDash has a platform where they charge a commission to the restaurant. And they say, hey, listen, because I'm sure you've gone to a restaurant. And you're like, well, why don't they have DoorDash? Why don't they have Grubhub? Why, don't they, why aren't they on the list? Well, it's because there's a cost, a substantial one at that that comes with it. So with DoorDash, they allow you to choose a commission plan somewhere between 15% and 30% of the order cost they charge back to the restaurant. So in this particular case, if I'm ordering from McDonald's, the McDonald's is either going to have a 15% or somewhere between 15 and 30% charge to them from this delivery service. And then we also know that delivery service is going to charge the end consumer as well. So that's where the money is being made on DoorDash's end, plus any ancillary tip you put in there for the driver. Then they have a DoorDash Marketplace or DoorDash Drive, excuse me, DoorDash Drive. Think of this as like a white labeling service to where DoorDash is built into the app. Uh, you never leave the restaurant's app. It's built into their website and it almost looks like it's their delivery service, even though DoorDash is doing it. Prime example of that is Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A does that and they have it built into their app where you never leave the interface and you don't leave it on the website either. And so that is a predetermined commission. It's a flat rate for all deliveries. And they also get to choose which drivers they want based on ratings from you, the consumer, of how great that experience was. They could say, hey, listen, only give me drivers that rate between a 4.8 and above. Those are the drivers we want delivering our product to the borrower, excuse me, to the uh, consumer uh, at their doorstep. And that's who we want. And so they can kind of pick and choose who they want there. So what I did was I said, okay, let's test out both these services, right? Let's go through them today and check it out. So the first thing I wanted to look at was where have the menu prices gone from today? And what I found with Chick-fil-A is that there's been price increases from 2021 to 2022 of 15% across the menus. 15% food has gone up 15% in their prices in one year. The second year in 2022 to 2023 year to date, they've gone up another six. So Chick-fil-A Chick -fil is currently operating today on a 21% markup on their menu from where it was in 2021 at the start. Now, you could argue, well, Q, we know the cost of food has gone up. We do. Cost of chicken in particular is very expensive, and obviously they serve a lot of it, but the cost has gone up. And then there could be an argument that wage pressure is also adding to that. You know, they have to pay more to keep good team members on those, uh, on those locations, so they're having to bump that up. The real question is, is it 21%? That I'm not 100% sure of, but it does show that that is being included in there. McDonald's, on the other hand, has increased from 2020 to 2021 at 6%. We can't get there year to date, but in 2020 to 2021, they went up 6%. And then in 2021 to 2022, they went up 8%. So from the years of 2020 to 2022, there's a 14% increase at McDonald's in the menu prices as well. And so what's interesting to me is they also differ location to location, the prices do. Um, you know, I went to a couple different ones just around the town here, and it was, it was a variant of almost anywhere from five to 10 cents per menu. It's, it's interesting why locations do that. I'm going to imagine maybe because they're franchise owned, um, or maybe they, maybe they have set prices from their corporate office that kind of based on traffic counts, that's what they do. But they were very minimal ones to say the least. Yo, thank you so much for choosing us today. We're definitely not done with our podcast, but we are going to take a really short sponsor break and then we'll get right back to the show. I've been in the lending business for 20 years. I've seen many different lenders. 
During those 20 years, I recognized there's a difference between being an originator and an advisor. And the team at Bank of England is full of advisors. They take their time to understand your needs. They take the time to structure a mortgage for you and your family. And I cannot recommend them enough. If you're in the market to purchase a home, maybe it's a second home, maybe it's an investment property, or you're looking to refinance your current property that you live in, take a minute to work with the advisors at Bank of England Mortgage. They're a nationwide lender, and you can find your local branch at boemortgage.com. www.boemortgage.com. Because it's more than loans, it's people. Thanks so much for letting us give a shout out to our sponsor. All right, now back to the podcast. My first experiment began with McDonald's today. So uh, I got to tell you, this was interesting to me because uh, it, I, I'm like, again, I go into this and I'm like, okay, well, we're going to order some food here. Let's, let's check it out. So when I went to McDonald's online menu, that's where I first started. I was like, okay, let's just get a 10 count. Cause I want to compare chicken to chicken. Let's just get a 10 count nugget meal, you know, that comes with regular fries and, and a drink if you may. And so when I went online, and I did it right here like, while we're at the podcast studio, so I'm just going to go ahead and pull it up. I go online, and I kind of recreated this experiment for the show here today. Um, and I go in there, choose my restaurant, go to make the order. And as I go to do that, what I'm finding is that um, I order, and it's $10.99. $10.99. And then when I go to check out, that $10.99 jumps to $16.91. So I go from $10.99 to $16.91. That doesn't include delivery tip to the driver. So I'm going to assume in this case, everyone does tip that driver something. It's almost like a, you feel guilty if you don't. But the lowest tip level on there is a dollar. So let's just add a dollar just for the heck of it. That's $17.91. That's an 80% markup. 80% markup to have that one meal delivered to your location. 80%. And you know, on the show, we're all about numbers. So I asked myself, like, if I could save 80% in paying for something, am I going to do that? Absolutely. So then I drive down to the restaurant or, and I go, okay, I'm going to order that same meal. So I got this receipt in my hand here, right? So I went down there, ordered it, and, and Charlie was so excited when I walked in. He loves McDonald's. So my producer got this. He got to win this order for the day. So uh, I bring it in and I'm reading here. It's $9.19. $9.19 in there. At the, at the nearest location to where we are, the same one I was going to order from online, I went into $9.19. So it's cheaper to even go in there and just order online from just a base perspective. You're already $1.80 to the good. You know, I know it's $2. You're like, hey, it's $2. I mean, who, you know, really? We're going to sit here and do a podcast over two dollars But adding all those fees, the delivery service fees, the, the, the uh, what is it? I think there's like a, another fee that's in here, plus a tip, you know, all of a sudden, we're way more than just $2. I mean, $9.19 versus $17.91. I mean, that's over $8. That's almost $9 markup. You're almost doubling the menu item inside the store. You can almost get two meals for the price of what that delivery service is. To me, that was a little astonishing. I didn't realize it was that much of a markup. And so um, I, I thought that, I thought when I looked at that, I was like, man, you know, when we talk about the credit card debt and we talk, cause all these, you have to, all these accounts, you have to log in with a credit card, whether it's through your Apple pay, whether it's through, you know, any type of, of service that you use to pay through. I'm looking at all of them here. They all require some sort of connectivity to a credit card or debit card of some sort. The reality is, you know, this is just adding to further debt. This is just, you know, there's no reason to do this. You could get in your car, you could walk. And I realize every city is different, but there's opportunities that, that you don't necessarily have to do this. And when I go back to our case, 
on that Thursday night game I was talking about. There's bad planning on our part. We should have had some food at the house or should have ate before the game. I mean, we knew that we would be late, even though it started later. We knew that would be an issue, but we we did we had poor planning. So that was on us. But um, you know, I will tell you what, I won't do that again. Um, I will make sure that I'm not in that particular situation. But and I look at these fast food chains. This is this is alarming to me when I look at the markup on this. Let me ask you this question. So I'm I'm operating off of a uh, a MacBook Pro. You see here, I'm moving the camera. So if I knew I could buy this MacBook today at Apple for the price of, let's say, $900. Now, I know it's not $900. I'm using an example. $900. But if I was to order it online from Apple to have it delivered to me, which, by the way, you can do, and it can be delivered within two hours, but I knew I was going to pay, instead of $900, I was going to pay, let's say, $1,500. Why on earth would I do that? I wouldn't do that. Because it's that price point that just obviously makes the difference there. We wouldn't do that. But the percentages are the same. And if you only order one MacBook every three, four years, right? But you order food. You could order food up three, four, five times a day. That starts to add up. Before you know it, you are you could be in a situation where you're actually paying you know, $1,500 for a MacBook that only costs $900 just with adding up all of those costs. And so I look at it this way. you know, And, and again, with Apple, they put a $9 service charge to deliver that. They, they, it's $9 to deliver a $900 item. They've got that part figured out, right? And you will pay the $9 for that. You're like, oh, absolutely. 1% of the, just send it on over. It's $9. Uh, whether it's an Apple pen or it's a notebook, it's nine bucks to get that delivered. Um, at least in our service area, right? So let's take a look at Chick-fil-A. That's another one I take a look at on here because Chick-fil-A to me is a, a powerhouse. And if anybody's ever ordered from them, they probably got that whole drive-through thing figured out. But if you order from them prior to going to the drive-through, I'm just going to do a quick example here for them. So let's say I'm going to order same thing. Now, when inside the store, I know how much this item is I'm about to order. So I go inside the store and I want to go ahead and get something ordered here. So I'm going to start my order as I'm doing it right here, because for me, this is, uh, this is pretty interesting and telling on the behalf of their service as well. So let's go in here. I'm going to order. I went into the menu. I went into the store and I looked at their cool wrap, right? I think that's like a chicken wrap. Uh, my kids like those. So I went in there and got a chicken wrap and I looked at it and it was $8.19. When I went into the, and I took a menu picture, Charlie put in here, $8.19. So go in here, I'm going to go to Entree. I'm going to look at this thing. And I'm doing all this through, through the Chick-fil-A app, by the way. So I'm going to go in here, add to order. That's all I'm ordering. Close out. We're going to go continue to check out. Now, before I even check out that menu item that was $8.19, I just went to Chick-fil-A, is now $10.65 on this app before I even check out. So I'm going to continue to check out. I'm going to continue to finish up and do the Apple Pay, which means the front desk here is about to get one of these. Okay, I have a delivery fee, a delivery fee of $2.49. I've estimated taxes of $2.40. This is suggested tip rate of $3. I'm going to move it down to the minimum on the screen, which is 2 or I can mark it at $1. This wrap that was $8.19 is now $17.54 right here on this app. Now, to me, what's incredible about that is again, I am doubling, I'm effectively doubling the menu price item for convenience. And, you know, I, I kind of take a look at like, um, during COVID, I think a lot of habits were delivered, excuse me, developed. This is one of them. I mean, guilty as charged right here in our household too. But I think during COVID, it was like, oh, we'll, we'll have everything DoorDash because some of these places you can't go to, you don't want to leave the house, whatever happens. But it started to take a convenience and make it a normal everyday thing. 
And I look around at my office, how many times a delivery service comes in there and delivers food. And I'm thinking about how much money we're all spending on this stuff out of convenience. When in fact, I'm watching stuff being delivered that's no more than three miles down the road because it's convenient. And I got to almost think the cost of gas to drive down there is not going to equate to doubling the price of the food. So the gas argument to me is is irrelevant in this particular case. So um, I, I, where I'm going with this is I'm going to be a lot more mindful about ordering anything like that online because I don't think I would overpay 80% for anything. I wouldn't do it for a stock. I wouldn't do it for a car. I wouldn't do it for a Mac notebook. I wouldn't do it for this, this iced tea that I got over there. I just wouldn't do it. But I am doing it and that's a problem. So I, I'm going to make sure that uh, moving forward, I'm a little more conscious and that uh, my kids are more conscious of that because here's the other thing. This younger generation, what I'm finding out is it's not so much the parents that are always ordering on this app. It's the kids. If you have kids between the ages of probably, you know, 12 and 18, they're probably ordering every ounce of food they eat on an app at some capacity, whether they're picking it up in the store, they're having it delivered to their house, delivered to their friend's house, they're ordering food that way. And and it's such a huge markup. I mean, I'm not mad at a company like Chick-fil-A or McDonald's. Hell, I'm impressed. They have found a way to take uh, and, 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 you know, and collaborate with DoorDash and DoorDash has made one heck of a service off of this. You know, they've got competitors like Grubhub and Uber Eats, but they're not even close. Like the largest food delivery person in the country is DoorDash business-wise. The second is Grubhub and it's not even close. And then you got Uber Eats and, and, the thing is, that's a great business model for them. It's a very profitable center business model and it's working for them, but it's built out of convenience and, and it's not built out of necessity. That's really what I'm getting at. And so when I look at paying markups on things, I look at paying markups on things that make sense. In this particular case, to me, this doesn't make sense. And when I look at ways to save money, when I talk to people about how can we reduce credit card, how can we reduce monthly spending? Well, I mean... I, I'm pretty sure if you're doing this, we could find a way to take 80% off the top. And in some cases, 100% off of your meals because in the Chick-fil-A example, that's you're paying for two meals for the price. You're paying for one meal twice. And then in the McDonald's example, you're paying for one meal a time, basically 80%. So you're almost 80% to another meal. So you're paying for 1.8 meals. That's just astronomical and doesn't make any sense. So I hope you guys are finding this helpful. I hope it's enlightening. For some of you, you maybe going, QRA know it. It's just what it is. But to me, I didn't recognize the magnitude of what I was paying for and how much money was just being thrown away at a delivery service like this. So uh, again, uh, nothing against DoorDash. I know they're a wonderful service and when in need, they're wonderful and they're there. But it's just to me, it's just not a necessity and it doesn't make sense to spend that differential. And I I can assure you that if people stop spending money with them, those prices will come down on what they're being charged for that service because right now it appears to be a high level of inflation beyond the inflation rates of the 4 and 3% that we're currently experiencing in our country right now. So guys, if you like what you're hearing, check out our YouTube channel. We're going to have all the graphs, the receipts, the menu item pictures in there. Subscribe. And please share this podcast. If you would, five-star review it. Uh, share it with friends, family, or on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon. And then follow us on our socials at What's Your One More with the number one at What's Your One More with the number one. Uh, if you guys like this episode, comment on it. I love hearing all the comments, uh, excuse me, I should say reading all the comments online uh, and it sparks different ideas. And we'll follow through with more stuff like this. We got a couple more ideas, but we just want to test it out and see what you guys like. Guys, thanks for tuning in. Until next time, we'll see you at What's Your One More. I got one more shot, I'm gonna make it One more chance, I'm gonna take it I meant it when I said it, now it's time for me to do it I got one life to live, so I put all into it, yeah